Hi, and welcome to a special edition of Media Insultant. You know, each week we delve into our thoughts and opinions on everything media from neighborhood bulletin boards to Elon Musk's logo on his Mars shuttle, and just about everything in between, for the most part. But for this special Tuesday episode, we wanted to focus on a new feature that we're introducing called Good Examples of Bad Management and hopefully offer a learning takeaway for everybody. So for Tuesday, May 25th, this is Media Insultant. Hi, I'm Jackson Weaver, along with my co-host, Keith Samuels. Keith, wave. Good morning, Jackson. Are you ever willing to admit that you totally screwed something up and learned from it? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. And more than once, for sure. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got a couple of examples I can share for, uh, maybe they're bad examples of bad management. Hopefully they're good examples of bad management, but they were definitely knuckleheaded moves on my part. Knuckleheaded moves. Yeah. Well, we do have some of our own horror tales, and I'm gonna ask you for one in, in just a minute. And we've received others from uh, listeners and viewers. And so this week, what I want to do is focus on a couple of those stories. And uh, let's start off with a lesson of something we just talked about last week, which is asset destruction. This ties into this story about Warner Media merging in some fashion with Discovery Media mm -hmm. and forming a new entity. Now, no, it has still to be named, so we're not sure what to call it. But Warner Media is CNN and HBO and and the CWnet, etc. And, and well, of course, and Discovery. And Warner Brothers Studios and uh, oh yeah, those uh, you know, all, small yes. little shop in the back lot. That's yeah, right. it's a little little place over in Toluca Lake that I drive by once in a while. Yeah, and and then uh, Discovery, of course, is HGTV and a batch of uh, cable channels uh, that uh, that yeah, they can go on. Food Network, uh, you know, all the you know all the all the fixer upper shows. Uh, it's a monster in uh, unscripted television. So you put these two together. And they've got a $43 billion value, but just three years ago, AT&T paid $85 billion for the assets that are now Warner Media. Mm -hmm. So that's a $42 billion loss. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a biggie. That's a really good example of bad management. But I got to give them credit on the positive side. They admitted they made a mistake. They corrected for it really rare to see a board or a management team admit they'd much rather go down with a ship than admit they sh sailed it into the into into bad waters so i got to hand it to them for at least doing that and my takeaway is near term admit your whoops fix it as best you can and move on take some guts and confidence but you can do it keith what's your takeaway well you know and i agree i mean rarely do you see companies just go you know what we made the wrong decision on this deal bad move let's uh let's Let's find a good partner for this, these, these amazing media assets about, over which we're not quite sure what to do with or how to run or operate. And maybe the people we put in charge aren't all that great, or maybe they'll be greater somewhere else. But I think the idea is, is that, uh, uh, um, you know, let's, let's, let's merge them over here with the Discovery uh, Group. Let's maintain a significant ownership sh share of these uh, of these assets. We're just not going to run them. We're not going to manage them, and we're going to go back and run our our mobile telephone, you know, AT and T, uh, which is really what they are. So it's kind of like you know you see businesses do this all the time, Jackson, and you know 
Reese and Trout were writing about this two decades ago, three decades ago, in terms about focus. And, and Peter Drucker used to say, concentration is the secret to all economic success. And you see these companies violate these principles all the time. And, and I'm thrilled to see a company go back and go, you know what? Ah, those guys were right. Let's go back and concentrate on what we do really well, which is run a mobile telephone network and see ya. We'll be fine. Well, and to your point, they have still got the uh, like 72% equity in this new entity. So it is feasible they'll make that uh, $43 billion back. Sure. It just isn't going to be next week. No, no. And, <laughs> okay, and, so. And, and you're not sure yet, and the, and the street is not sure if, if uh, Discovery is going to go ahead and maybe sell off some of these pieces. So you never know, you know, what's going to happen with these assets. We'll see. So you've got a great story on one of your major whoops that you learned some good lessons <laughs> oh, from. You want to you you jump into that? Me, Mr. Bad Manager. Okay. Yes. And this one, this one goes under the heading, and I use this saying in, a, in, in, in developing a, a brainstorming training workshop on how to brainstorm, which does require a few brains in the room. So make sure you have those first. But it was basically this concept that, that there's nothing more dangerous than an idea when it's the only one you have. And, and the <laughs> idea that I had to help get business in the funnel back at KMPS, and this was probably in the early 90s, you know, was, was you know, when, when Fred Shoemaker, our general manager, came in and said, geez, you know, the pending reports aren't looking real hot. I don't think we're doing enough prospecting. And I said, you got it, big guy. You know, we're going to do prospecting. So I came up with the idea, dangerous, I came up with the idea of doing a cold call day in the part of Seattle where KMPS, the stations we, we, we repped, were, was, was number one by a mile. I mean, it was South King County, and it's where all the country music listeners are. Well, not all of them, but most of them are in the metro in Seattle. And I organized a day where I had the sales staff meet for breakfast in Auburn. I remember the restaurant, Jackson. It was Mitzel's American Kitchen. And I had on the yeah. table, I had jugs of coffee and orange juice and water. And I had all the I had all the media kits stacked up. My sales assistants worked for days getting media packets put together and rank, ratings and all the rankings and the special packages and how great we were. And they were all in nice campus folders, you know, those glossy covered pre presentation folders. And they're all laid out. And I'm going through the pep talk. I've got all the charts and I'm doing all the pitch and everything else and said, okay, Okay, so here's the deal. You know, now it's 8.30 in the morning. We're going to meet for lunch, uh, and, then, and then we're going to meet at the end of the day, back at the station at, at 4 o'clock, and we're going to do a recap. And here's what we're going to do, is I'm going to give you guys, I don't know, $250 in trade for the person that, that makes the most calls today in uh, South King County. And the way we're going to pick that person, Jackson, is that we're going to, you're going to bring back the business cards. So whoever brings back the most business cards from all the calls they made, they're going to get $250 in trade. And the person that sells the most, that brings back the most contracts, that actually sells something today, you're going to get $500 in trade. Okay, what do you say, guys? Or They're all gals with one guy or two guys. And they say, yeah, yeah, rah, rah, Keith, right, right, we'll be there. Okay, see ya. So I break them up into teams because, you know, when you go out, when you go out by yourself, you can't be trusted. So I need, they need to break up in pairs and go out and do this, and so they can keep each other honest. And uh, and I go back to the office and go back and tell Fred, okay, the team is out there, big guy. We're going to make hundreds of cold calls today in South King County, and it's going to be awesome. Watch. Wait till 4 o'clock. You know, 4 o'clock rolls around. 
well, it was actually about 3.30 and some of the reps start coming back in. You know, 4 o'clock, most everybody's there. By 4.15, the whole staff is there and they're just kind of sitting around with these kind of blank stares in their face. Like, well, that was a big waste of time. Except for two people, okay? One of them was Tony Muting. Love Tony. And uh, Tony brought back and put down, as everybody put out their, okay, everybody put your business cards out. And Tony put a couple of dozen business cards out on the on the table, clearly winning the prize. Somebody else had five or six or eight, whatever. But Tony, Tony high five, buddy. You nailed it. You know, did you sell anything? No, no, but I made a lot of good calls. Made, met a lot of people. Yeah, I bet you did. Great. Okay, way to go. That's the first prize. Who brought any contracts? One salesperson. I forget who it was, but she brought back, you know, uh, a couple of contracts. So she won the big prize because she sold something that day. And I think there were two orders probably totaling about $1,500, right? You know, one was to like a, 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 a you know, a chainsaw you know, a lawnmower shop in, in, in Renton and another one, I forget what it was. By the way, both those orders canceled in two weeks, <laughs> well before they started. So a couple days go by and Tony comes into my office and he goes, hey, big guy, you know, listen, you know, I know what you're trying to do here. You know, we're both veterans in this deal and I, I got to admit something to you, okay? Um, you know, I didn't make 24 calls, okay? I got to tell you. I actually went to Applebee's for lunch and uh, I reached into the fishbowl at the cash register and I pulled out a handful of business cards and I sifted through the ones that kind of made sense, kind of fit where we would, you know, do business. And, uh, and that's, what I, that's what I put in. So I got to admit, you know, I didn't make that many calls. So here's what I'll do for you, Keith. Listen, I'll take you to lunch on the trade that you gave me for making the most calls. So, you know, all th- okay, we're cool. By the way, it was really a stupid idea, okay? You know, you shouldn't be doing that. Because that was, that was no, nobody made all the calls. All, I, I know half the staff, they just went shopping. You know, they didn't, they just like a day off. And, you know, so you know, maybe we should talk about this next time. And I'm going, So what's your oh. takeaway? And so my takeaway is, is that, you know what, when you, when you come up with an idea, you know, run it by somebody or have your staff with you. As you're developing, hey guys, we need to prospect more new business. Anybody got any fun ideas? I'm thinking maybe we could do this. What are you thinking? Get some collaborative thinking coming on and getting people you know, in the boat to agree that this might be a good way to do it. But you sitting back going, yeah, I'm the sales manager. I know exactly how to do this. And you go to your boss, you go, we're going to go make 150 cold calls today. And your boss goes, oh, that is the best idea I've ever heard. You know it, you know. And you might ask around and see if that's really something that people are actually going to do. And and by the way, how many one call, cold call successes do you ever, ever have? Never, right? You know, that's just impossible to do. You've got to build relationship. You've got to build trust. You've got to build, you know, rapport, all those kinds of things. So, you know what? Takeaway was don't ever do that again, Keith, because, you know, we know how to game the system and we're not going to get any new business. So got any other ideas? Well, and as managers, we do something. We get sometimes confused activity for progress. So, you know, you had all these guys moving all over the South County area, and nobody was selling a thing. No, no. That's that's great. All right. Our our next story is is one of those uh, pitfalls of a selling manager. This uh, comes from uh, Cal Hall in Spokane. Cal has uh, managed the iHeart cluster over in Spokane for years. And this story isn't about his management. This story is about somebody he uh, managed. 
this is, as you'll see, uh, only managed him for a short period of time during this uh, time because because of what happened. Cal said, and I'm going to read his uh, his note to me, as uh, GSM, I had oversight of this guy, and he tried to convince me that an order he had turned in was due to his, you've all heard this, his hard work, meeting with the local manager, doing a CNA, creating a proposal that achieved all of the client's goals. Love it. Thing is, Cal says, I knew the client. It was a national client who occasionally for holidays would send out a beef up order, an RFP and place some buys mostly based on cost per point and GURPS that they needed for the market. Well, of course, as sales manager, he also created a problem locally because his team of sellers knew this too. They knew he hadn't done any of this when he started bragging about how he had worked the deal and, you know, from start to finish and eyes rolled in the room. And pretty soon the AEs came into Cal's office and started telling him uh, that, uh, you know, this was BS and they really lacked respect for the guy. And uh, shortly after this, of course, he was no longer managing Cal's sales staff. So this is something you and I have talked about before. I mean, my takeaway, don't know yours, my takeaway is don't compete with your own sales team. As a sales manager, maybe you have a couple of accounts, but you're not out hustling new business. Any new business that comes in gets moved to somebody else. And, I, you know, I don't know if there are any call-ins anymore. I mean, there used to be the day when, you know, the, you'd get a half a dozen call-ins in a week. And, boy, the last couple of stations I've run, that was not much the case. So... My takeaway is don't compete with your own sales team. What's yours? <laughs> so, you know, it's it's uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think, sadly, that the business has gotten to the point, particularly for local media, certainly local radio, is that, you know, you need to be a selling manager. You know, you need to be able to handle some accounts. You need to be out in the streets, you know, out there showing, leading by example and selling by example. And yeah, competing with your reps and snarfing up the best accounts or taking good accounts away from them because you got to find a way to pay for yourself. And I think it's really, really, really uh, bad management. If there's an opportunity for a manager or sales manager to enhance the sales process by getting involved, I mean, that's one thing. Yeah. But boy, you never, you never take away the, the, the incentive. Well, you know, we've had this has been fun, and we've got you and I've got stories, and we've got stories coming in, and I would really encourage everybody to, you know, everybody's got at least a couple of horror stories. <laughs> I had, I had a a woman I worked with for years who reminded me of somebody I had worked for years ago, and I had so totally blocked working for that person, I forgot some of those stories. So I'll weave those in over the next couple of months as we we get up there, and you've got them too. But our short new format is in effect, so we're trying to keep the uh, program down to 15 minutes. Media Insultant is uh, trying to keep it at 15 minutes. And so I, I guess I'd love to hear anybody's stories. You can send them to Jackson at In Town Media. And uh, Keith, where can they get our podcast? Where can they get our video podcast? Oh, yes. You want to watch the video, and that's available up at, uh, at YouTube at, under Media Insultant. And check that out. Uh, you'll see uh, a catalog of all our shows. And also anywhere Apple and anywhere else audio podcasts are, uh, are tracked and listened to and downloaded. Subscribe so you get our downloads every week and you know when everything happens. And we're now on a two times a week format. So it's Tuesdays and Thursdays, every new episodes. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have one fresh and ready for you this coming Thursday. You know, I realized when I started this, I asked you if you had ever done anything wrong that you had learned from, which is kind of the equivalent of asking you if you stopped beating your wife. <laughs> so, 
So I didn't mean to corner you with that, but I appreciated you telling the story about uh, the dumb thing you did with, which wasn't a dumb thing. You learned from it, but you know, at least you kept trying. And so I did not mean to imply that uh, you were stopping the abuse of your wife. So let's get that. Thank you. I appreciate that. I guess. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's do this again Thursday. Till then, you have a good week, Keith. Thanks, Jackson. You too, buddy. All the best.